Welcome to the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. Each week, we chat with game changers, thought leaders, and experts to help you ignite your light and spark your power so you can go out and raise the vibration and change the world for the better. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at Wonder Health, and that is Wonder with a U. Subscribe, like, and share so we can light up this world together. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, and thank you both for your time. I think this is obviously like one of the most important things that we can really discuss right now. Because as Debbie and I have talked about before, Monica, many a time, um, we've really gotten into, you know, what's happening now on the planet and not just this planet, but what's happening in our universe and our evolution. And you guys know, and you're going to tell me, like, I mean... The only way that we can truly evolve is if we can release the trauma, if we can address the trauma. So what's trauma got to do with what we're all experiencing right now? And then how can we move forward and really heal these things and not be stuck in them? So welcome, Debbie and Monica, our our experts in intuitive and holy healing today. (laughs) Mm, I love that. (laughs) Great description. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I I think to just start off with is maybe just even describing what trauma is. Yes. Really in the most simple terms, trauma is any unwanted change that we've experienced. And talking about what's going on in our world right now, there is a lot of unwanted change happening. (laughs) Lots. (laughs) Which means there is a lot of trauma going on. And sometimes it can be so something that just we experience and don't even know it's a trauma. Uh, we don't refer to it as a trauma. Uh, we want to push it aside because when you think about it, any unwanted change, change is something a lot of people really don't want, right? A lot of times it just feels uncomfortable. So if that's a trauma, then we feel uncomfortable and we want to kind of let's push it aside. We'll deal with it later. It's not that big of a deal. Like I'm just making something out of nothing. And so- Or never. Or never, <laughs> or right? Never. Or, or never. never. Yes. And that becomes your normal, right? Your normal is, I just never have trauma. Yes, you're but, just moving on out of the way. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. I'm oh, good. Yeah. And we, we've heard that from people. I don't have any trauma. My childhood was great. Uh, let's explore. Like, are you alive? The question is, are you alive? Yes. yes, if it's you're true. living, you've had trauma. It's true. And what we want to do with the workshops is kind of open women up to that. And we started doing some trauma talks. So like we're just bringing women together. Let's just have a conversation. Like what is trauma? What does it mean to you? And it's been really cool because we have had some women come that were like, well, I'm not even sure I have trauma. And then as they start talking and they start sharing about experiences, um, they're like, oh, I didn't know that was a trauma. Right. Right. Of course, you know, was, was one of the things that we got. And 
she said, I never thought about that as trauma. Oh, wow. For myself. So, you know, that tendency for us to minimize it, to compare and say, oh, you know, so-and-so has it way worse than I do. So, right. I, you know, I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even, you know, say that I've had trauma or that, you know, life has been stressful. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is Monica and I were talking about how, you know, right now, uh, people are limited on their exposure to one another because of COVID and we're, we're not getting that human interaction, but we both feel strongly that healing begins when we start to actually talk about trauma. When we talk about, you know, the shame game is strong when it comes to trauma. Um, people don't feel comfortable talking about it um, or they're not aware of it. And so we kind of feel like mental health is dependent upon us being able to talk about what we've been through. Yeah. Yes. And I know even for me, sometimes there's these things, right? The traumas that I keep in my head or have kept in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I create stories and then they become bigger. And then when you talk about it and it just, it's like, like all the air coming out of the balloon, like, oh, (laughs) that wasn't so bad. And the person you're talking to isn't going, oh, right? Right. (laughs) It's, oh yeah, I know someone else that went through the same Mm -hmm. thing. I went through the same thing. Um, And we all experience it differently, right? So to some people, something that was traumatic may not be traumatic to someone else. And that's okay too, right? And it's not like you have to have trauma, but we've all experienced unwanted change. And so there's degrees and it's a continuum, right? Of the degree of the, tra- the trauma. Absolutely. What happens if we do not address our trauma, no matter how big or small? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we literally, we keep running a, a running list, right? Of all the manifestations of trauma. And I I know with the work that both of us do, we see it manifest in the body itself as illness, disease, pain, um, sort of undiagnosed neuroses Mm -hmm. or anxiety even. Um, What are some other ones? And even on the energetic level, right? There are these energetic blocks that we have and then it can bring up the comparison, the I'm not good enough, the not deserving, the like, I'll feel better when, you know, Mm -hmm. when I get to this goal, when I lose this much weight. And it's all these things like we're hiding from Mm -hmm. our emotions and those emotions just build up in our bodies. And like Debbie was saying, the movement part and the physical part, it's like your body going, hello, I'm here. Are you going to deal with me? And then if you don't, then it's like that backache. And then those headaches and then that weird rash and things that you can't really explain or connect. And so sometimes what happens is we go on this quest to fix that, right? We'll fix the migraines, we'll fix the backaches, still not addressing what's going on underneath. Well, it's like the pharmaceutical industry. And I am not discounting that some of us need to take our medication. Like, so nobody freak out because I'm not going against the pharmaceutical industry here. Um, But by and large, a lot of pharmaceuticals, though some of them do save lives, a lot of them are band-aids. Hence why we have so many people addicted to so many 
painkillers right. that are not killing the pain, but causing addiction and early death and all these other things. Absolutely. So if we don't deal with our trauma, mm-hmm. you it's so if from an energetic standpoint, y'all are the experts here, but this is my hallucination. I don't deal with my trauma. And then, so I put it up here or I put it over there and then something else happens. And so then I begin to stack my traumas oh. and, and put them over on the bookshelf. I can see them, but I can't really see them because I don't have them. Right. Cause I'm living in this illusion and then they stack and they stack and they stack and they stack. And then they may or may not manifest whether the physical body, the energetic, what have you. And then where does that leave me? Oh, yeah. I mean, you will have a breakdown, but eventually, hopefully you'll have a breakthrough. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it's so true, Andrea, what you say, that cumulative effect of trauma, if it goes unchecked, uh, we see this a lot within our families. I, you know, people begin to numb out with drugs and alcohol. Um, people seek out, you know, alternative uh, ways to address the pain. I, you know, I can't help but just think of, of, you know, I don't think people even sometimes acknowledge something as simple as, you know, I'm having a hard time moving forward or I'm feeling stuck or I'm feeling lost the body just completely disassociates from, you know, itself. I mean, now we're just a talking head, a bubble, and we're really in our head. And we know that that's not a good place to live because the mind likes to play tricks on us and create those stories. And so if we can get people back into their bodies, give them some way to process in a very non-triggering way, which we kind of feel like we've come up with a way to do that and um you know part of this is based on our own experience with our own traumas Mm -hmm. and what has worked for us and what has felt good for us but yeah we we get a lot of people in here that you know they they're just they're stuck they're lost they're feeling what's my purpose um i can't move forward hanging on to the past not letting go of the past and so this trauma can manifest itself in so many ways. Yeah. And unfortunately, I do think there are people that don't ever address them. Oh. Um, they get so good at blocking their emotions. And I've known these people and some of them have been close people. In my yes, life. family members. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very interesting because it does mm. become your normal. So even trying to have that conversation, because like the first step is awareness, right? Awareness that we've been stuck, that we've experienced trauma, that it's affected us, right? And some people, it's too scary. Like sometimes the trauma can be so devastating. Like you hear children that don't realize they had experienced any kind of abuse until Mm. they're adults, right? Mm. Because when they were young, they could not handle what was going on. They couldn't even understand what was going on. So then they just shut down. They, that part of their memory just shut down. Isn't that amazing how powerful we are, how powerful our minds are that we can block things like that? Right. But on the flip side, our minds are so powerful that we can shift it the other way too, right? Yes. Um, And we have that choice, but sometimes it's scary. And I also feel like in our society, it's like push through, power through, shake it off, brush it off, you're fine. And so it doesn't feel safe sometimes. 
to, to do that. And I think that's what we try to create the most in our workshops is safety. This is a safe space, no judgment, no comparison. No, yours is mine. Mine is bigger than yours or, or anything like that. So I have a question about this piece. So say we are able to deal with our trauma and, you know, we, we, you know, you're working with people who really are like invested in the journey of dealing with the drama. How do you maybe not go into the place of being a victim once you've acknowledged that, you know, I've had all these things happen to me. Oh my God. And, you know, as children, my, yeah. Like as children, yes, we still are somewhat the creators of reality. I mean, these, these people are brilliant. They're, they're these light beings that are so powerful, yet they're under the care of these other folks. But, you know, and as we go through time, like we really do, we are the creators of what we outpicture. And of course, shit happens. So, you know, there are certain things that we are not in control, but we get to control how we react. But I am really curious about the, like, you know, the acknowledgement, but then the piece where we might go into the victimhood. What do we do about that piece? Because Lord knows we do not need to have more victims on this planet when we need people to work through their trauma so that they can go do their work, right? Right. I think the first piece, like I was talking about, is the awareness, right? So someone that's aware that they've had a trauma, someone that is actively searching to heal, right? They're searching for what's going to make me feel better. Um, and like Debbie said, even trying different modalities, some people that is just so helpful, right? You try different things, you get a little bit here, a little bit there. The work and the trauma, like there, there's this trauma process that we take people through and it's very energetic. For me, it's all about connecting to God, to angels. Um, and it's not something we have to sit there and talk about and rehash and relive. Mm -hmm. It is a process where we are energetically taking them through this clearing and clearing out that trauma in the blocks. I love that. It's definitely a compliment to talk therapy. And we're not saying that talk therapy is not good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I've had plenty of talk therapy. I found some that I did not like at all and had to keep looking. That's the same thing, right? For somebody that's gonna be drawn to the energetic work. Like I describe it sometimes when I was really learning, it was like, oh, it's therapy, but I don't have to talk, but I'm still getting the healing, right? Yes. So all about creating that safe space. And like, we're making these blessings, these requests, these prayers on behalf of the people there to help them clear what they need to clear and what they're ready to clear, right? It's nothing about right. forcing, it's what they're ready to do. And so we're gonna be that conduit to help them continue on that path that they're on. Mm -hmm. I so, love that so much. Yeah, I think, I think part of this is we both acknowledge that even for our own lives, our own personal experiences of to call a thing a thing, like, yes, this did happen and acknowledging it and just that is such a brave step. That's that awareness of like, oh my gosh, yeah, this, okay, that actually was traumatic. And once you get to that place, part of that is part of that angelic or source or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it, 
being able to tap into the fact that, you know, that phrase, this happened for me, not mm. for me. Wow. I'm, what does that mean, Debbie? Well, so think of it this way, right? Like I'm going to use my memories and not let my memories use me. So part of that victimization is we get into this idea of, you know, poor me. And I think part of the process that we have seen in ourselves and, and the people we work with is that almost like the stages of dying, grief, you know, denial, anger, grief, we have found people are not grieving this process. So it's one thing to acknowledge that you've experienced something, but have you also taken that into your being and inner child work, you know, being compassionate. So this intense, like there's actually compassion-based therapy now, therapists have suddenly realized like, we can avoid the victimization by just saying, oh, didums. I'm so sorry. That was that must have been so hard, so hard. And to be able to, you know, work through the grief, the anger, you're justified in being angry about this, that somebody that was in, you know, in your life that was supposed to be responsible, or that was in a position where you felt like you were supposed to trust them, and that was broken. That betrayal, however, works now for you in terms of just being able to say, okay, and now what am I going to do with that? Am I going to stay angry? Am I going to just continue to grieve? You know, for some people, we've seen that it's hard for them to shift out of the grief and to be able to let it go. Yeah. Why is that? Why, why is it so hard for us to um, let go no matter what stage we're in? <laughs> I feel like letting go is a process though, right? And I think sometimes we're waiting till there's some end place to be, mm. and not, right? So there's stages of letting go, a continuum of letting go. Like I think about grief. I've recently have lost my dad and mm. it's a grieving process, right? And it still comes up. It's still pretty fresh. I don't think like, oh, I can't wait till I'm done with my grief. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait till this <laughs> till I can completely let it go. Right. right. Like it's going to get easier. Um, you know, but it's still going to come up. There's still going to be memories. There's still going to be grief, but how can we honor where we're at instead of looking to where we want to be too? Right. Amen. Monica. <laughs> I mean, yeah. isn't that like everything right there, no matter what, we're going through in life or whatever yeah. process we're in just to be with it in it and not trying to get to the next because oh. I mean grief is not fun so like or whatever you know phase of the of the of the shift you know it's like we have to just like make friends with it yeah yeah and embrace it and like you said even when you said grief is not fun it's not fun, but it, it's also a part of life, just like yes. happiness is and sadness is and hurt yeah. is and pain is. And I think sometimes in our society, we're kind of pushed to always go to the happy and the joy and just look. Instagram, Monica, Instagram, everybody happy on Instagram. Yeah, back, everybody. Hey, go back to your affirmation and you'll be fine. You yes. Know? Think positive. Yes. Just think, stay positive. Don't acknowledge you're in pain or 
yeah, the stigma around grief around, you know, especially our culture. Like I think of, you know, Jewish people, like they, 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 they take some time to grieve and yeah. to go through that process and acknowledge it and really, you know, give yourself permission to be able to go through those stages. And I, you know, can joy and grief and trauma exist in the same time and space? Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, joy mm -hmm. is an act of resistance. It is a way of saying like, yes, this happened, but also I deserve to be joyful and happy knowing that that's not going to be sustainable. It's going to continue to shift. We're going to continue to. If we could just be in the more in the flow with just yes. what is Byron Katie wrote a book years ago called loving what is it's so good. So good. And I'm listening to um, this book that I read years ago, but Debbie, I feel like I talked to you about it. It's called oneness by Rasha. Mm -hmm. And she is clearly channeling from another realm. Yeah. And this was written probably 20 years ago, you guys, but it's all, I mean, it's so right now and it's about this shift on our planet and with our souls and this evolution. So if you have not read this or listened to it, okay. it is so powerful. It's amazing. Um, and she's like, or they are like, whatever it is that's coming yeah. through her, yeah. yes. whomever is coming through <laughs> her. She's is, is like, you know, stop trying to hold on to these ideas that we have about certain things and be in the flow with it in the just in the moment by moment by moment and stop trying to you know like we do create our reality but like clutching on to these various and a sundry concepts this is a such a powerful book that i think would be really cool with what you guys are up to so you know there, like, I feel like we have so like 55 more podcasts. So I would love to just continue to explore this with you because this is so powerful. And so if before we go, we can just take a look at the fact that everyone on this planet at the very same time experienced trauma together and yeah. what does that mean? I mean, I have the biggest chills because it's like, we, I mean, there's never been a truer hashtag in this together. Hello, yeah. nobody yeah. is, it can be absent from this process. Even those that are like tiny little babies that are just energy beings right now. So ladies, what, you know, when you're talking about collective trauma, like we've talked about my trauma, your trauma, your trauma, but what, what is going on when we're talking collective trauma on the planet? What do we need to do? And there's about to be a release of trauma come a couple weeks from now <laughs> that we don't ever talk about on this show, but there will be a release of some of that. So there's just so much we're all going through. So this is the perfect, like this is the perfect calling and awakening that you guys have responded to. I'm just like amazed. Um, so can you speak to that a little bit just to help people to maybe understand why they're feeling trauma that they didn't think they were they that was theirs when it's all the people right i think when you talk about the collective the first thing that came into my mind too is that it's that whole like that one person doing their work too 
right? Because I, th I feel as I'm healing myself, as I'm working with other women, it, it's always affecting the collective. Me taking care of me is helping the collective. And I think with everything going on in the world, I think there's a heightened awareness for that now. Whereas before, it, like trauma was a little more hidden. And now I think it is coming more to the light because it is this, I mean, I think about it, it's not just my little area here in Fort Collins, right? And it's not just the US and it's not just, I mean, it is the world, right? And so I think that it is going back to what can you do for you? Because what you do is going to affect the collective. Yes. I think that is what I'm hoping is coming out of it too, because it is worldwide and it, it, it is affecting every single yeah. person. Yeah, but I, I had this download before we even sort of decide or right about the time we decided to collaborate and it was, I woke up going collective healing. This is an opportunity for us now because we all are experiencing some degree of trauma, some more than others. But if we also take the lens out to the bigger picture, we're looking at, you know, reclamation. We're looking at actually making, like, let's talk about slavery. Let's talk about racism. Let's talk about the way women are treated. So it's this global, large, very large healing. This is the greatest opportunity. I think our, our, our world right now has ever encountered in terms of all of us having this, this collective experience. Mm -hmm. And now we have this opportunity to heal. And that divine feminine energy is healing thyself. And that just ripples out to communities worldwide. Um, I just think this is such a really an extraordinarily beautiful time that we couldn't pass up. Yeah. Even if it was two people we healed. <laughs> one and two <laughs> i love it this is so amazing it's so powerful and i i want more so <laughs> please i just think this is so important for our people for all people and i could not agree with you more that it is the healer heal thyself it's the you you gotta you gotta do your work and then that changes everything and i think that you know what to me is abundantly clear is that if I do the work, that work changes the world. And, and, and that is like the one at a time. And I think that that's really powerful, Monica, you know, really just for people to remember how powerful they are and how powerful their thoughts and deeds and actions are even out. Like, I mean, you know, but dealing with the trauma piece so that we can really transmute that energy to remove the coagulation um you know and before we go debbie can you just tell the little not the little story the big story of when you connected with monica and what happened for you um removing trauma from your life and this is not no offense to our brother tony robbins but it's not a tony robbins or um the other guy, Dave Ramsey. Right. If you do this, you're gonna make money. <laughs> right. Well, and that's exactly like that wasn't the intention, right? When she called me up and she's like, "Hey, you know, I kind of been wanting to like do this work more. I'm feeling called to do this." 
do you want to do you mind coming over and let's take you through the process super easy super simple i literally left her house and i kind of went well that was that was so non-invasive and so interesting like it felt really good but i i didn't cry you know talking about my father and my relationship with him is complicated and usually i have some sort of visceral reaction or very emotional reaction and i had none of that it was beautiful and i walked away and i went cool that was interesting yeah i'll do that again it's very interesting and literally the next day for 11 days straight, I got money. And the issue with my father is around money. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden I'm getting money, everything from $5 to $984. I still remember the amount. And I thought, what is happening? And she calls me up seven days into this. And she says, so I just wanted to check in and see has anything <laughs> happen? Has anything shifted? And I was like, gosh, I, I don't really, I'm not really sure if anything has. And then she's like, like nothing, you know, you haven't like received anything for days, like the same continuous message or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, you did that. <laughs> like, it was just this energetic thing that just shifted completely. And honestly, since then, you know, outside of the COVID um, situation, I have continued to make more money than I have in the past. And so, you know, not that it's completely resolved that issue with my father because he's still alive and I'm still having to, you know, I'm getting triggered again and again. And still got to go be with them people, Debbie. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. But, you know, that story around the money has shifted. And so that's the thing is a lot of people, after they do the workshop, we check back in with them, of course, and see how things are. And they're like, gosh, I can't really think of, oh, wait, <laughs> that has, something has shifted. In fact, we had a girl that she came back to redo the first workshop and she was sitting there in the workshop and she said, I just had a huge moment where I just realized that six months ago, five mm -hmm. months ago, when I did the first one, I now see that everything I worked on in or asked for and healed in that first relate that first workshop has now come full circle. And it's, it's better, so much better. Like everything I wanted, I got. One thing I just want to add, Andrea, is when Debbie's talking about like how it happened, like she was also ready, right? Ready and willing. Yes. Had downloaded. Yes. She had been thinking about the collective. So that's the other piece, right? Like she is that vessel and she is was willing to receive and she was ready to heal and she was wanting to receive. And that's another big part, right? Because huge. that I, is a huge point, Monica. Yes. A huge point. Yes. I'm open to receive. Yes. I deserve it. to be ready. I'm ready. And that's what we really ask for women when they come just be open. Now, if you don't feel open, that is okay, but that is what we're looking for. Somebody that is ready and open and willing. Oh my God. I love it. Right. Whether yeah. you are, you aren't, it's, it's where you're at. Yeah. You guys powerful, amazing, and glorious.
This has been an episode of the Wonder Life Podcast, the voice for health and wellness, where soul, science, and technology meet. You may find us on social at wonder.life, at wonderhealth, or at wonderhealth.com. And that is wonder with a U. Stay tuned for our upcoming launch of the Wonder Wellness Academy, where you and master teachers connect to elevate your minds, bodies, and souls.